Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Steelers fans, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. As always, I got Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost with me. How are you guys doing tonight? I always wait for Paul to answer, and he never does. Yes. So I always leave like a big gap because I'm just waiting for Paul's got to have something interesting to say about how he's doing today, but he never does. I'm well, very tired I, I, today because I've had a very long day, okay. but I have strong feelings about the town that we're here to make fun of today. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out how to make product placement work on an audio show. So it doesn't. I'm, that's my. It doesn't. Oh, okay. Unless the the product you're trying to place has a very distinctive sound. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Gone. In case you're wondering, place. Paul's holding a big diet pepper, Doctor Pepper. It's, it's regular, pepper. right? Yeah, it's a regular. diet pepper. Regular Dr. Pepper. Paul's like, I don't drink that diet. It's so. like a whole green pepper. I'm, I'm a regular guy. But so. it's very thin. <laughs> Just sucking the juices good. right out. <laughs> well, hey. Raw. Well, like well, Capri Sun. You just junk all right. the straw in there. Well, and... well, let's start talking Steelers. It's, it's a good week. I mean, yesterday we were about Ooh. ready to to just take a long walk somewhere because the Steelers had lost three in a row. But the Steelers won. They beat the Broncos 27-19. to 19. I'm feels, feeling good. 
feels good to have some breathing room, man. Yeah. And the and... the weight of everybody just, you know, really taking down the Steelers and especially blaming Big right. Ben for everything as if he's the one who's also on the O-line and he's the one who's receiving and he's doing kickoff returns. Okay. Like it was, it was, it was very difficult to, to process all of that because it definitely wasn't all his fault and it's not washed. And I'm just glad that he showed enough of that in this week to, you know, the, those long throws, uh, you know, managing the clock, getting, doing everything that he needed to do to get a W. It feels good this week. Joe, way too much analysis. Let's get to the point. You're welcome, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers and Steelers fans. As we're starting to say after every Steelers win, um, it's obviously because we ripped the city that they played and the team they played. And we have we fun last week. Yeah, we had fun last week ripping barefoot kickers and uh, John Elway, Tim Tebow, and the goofy guy that wore a barrel around his middle and the weather and everything. It's good. So, you, you know, you're welcome, Steelers, Steelers fans. We're, we're glad to provide that service. And, Joe, Paul, like we always say, nothing brings us together more than ripping other cities, other football teams, and other people. This brings Steelers Nation together. And hopefully we got a good list for you. Because this Sunday night, the Steelers will host the Seattle Seahawks. I almost said Seattle Supersonics, which is kind of weird. Which would but, have been an amazing game. Oh, we definitely man. would get yes. a win there. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. Sean Kemp let himself go. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Payton and Detlef Shrimp. I'm not sure if they're good football players. But, no, we're playing the Seahawks. And it's definitely a winnable game. Uh, Steelers um, are, you know, no Russell Wilson. So the Seahawks will start Geno Smith. And sometimes, you know, backup quarterbacks are giving the Steelers trouble, but hopefully they'll be okay on Sunday. But, again, let's focus our energy on attacking the city of, of Seattle. And the first thing I wanted to bring up was the Space Needle. Why are we doing things like this? Um, you might sit there and say, it's a landmark. It's very nice. Um you know, my family went to Toronto, um, eh, not recently, but not too long ago, and they had the big CN Tower, you know, the big tower you can ride up and see the city from the top. And I guess it's nice. I guess, I guess if you're in Toronto, you should go see it. Same way if you go to Seattle. But I, I'm trying to figure out what's the point. Okay, you're really high up and you look over the city. I mean, there like, it is. That's the end. Like that's that's all there is to it, <laughs> right? I'm just still confused by the name. I mean, I'm not confused. I'm not right. that confused. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it is neither in space, nor is it particularly shaped like a needle. Yeah, so get, well, space was lower when it was built. Space was oh, so you're talking Ooh, about the yeah. space has receded, like yes. our hairlines. Okay. I, I don't have a hairline anymore. Well, this is what I'm saying. It is it's retreated <laughs> so far. I mean, it's basically at your feet. It's gone all the way down. There's nothing left. Paul's yeah, avid. It's all in the front of my face now. I guess. I guess. Paul's an avid book reader. It sounds like Paul was reading Kyrie Irving's Theory of Science because, you know, Paul. <laughs> You know, Kyrie talks about how the Earth's being flat. Now that the Earth is flat, the uh, space has receded. Right, right. The flatness of 
Earth. I don't. I'm I mean, not sure where you're going there. I, so I, in the '70s, when this thing was built, then uh, space was closer. Yeah, it was really like you could just reach out and touch it, basically. Ooh, that would have been amazing. But now they should rename it. So fair to your point. So what would it be now? Air Pokey Tower. Air Pokey Pokey Tower. Tower. That's the new name. Pokey Tower? So like Pokemon? And I understand that every landmark has to have a distinct purpose. Like if there's a Seattle Seahawks podcast that does the same thing that we do here, maybe they're looking at Pittsburgh and saying, I don't understand why this landmark's there. So I understand not every landmark has to have a specific point or purpose. but, But they're wrong. Right, but but what I'm saying is, overall, what does it bring to you? Like, yeah, my parents have said to me growing up, like, oh, you like to collect baseball cards. What does that do? What value does it have? I'd say the same thing in Seattle. What value does the space now have? I just, I can't think of anything. It's tall. It makes for a really cool, like, silhouette of the skyline. It's part of the Frasier line, you know, when Frasier starts singing, it's on that. I guess it's distinctive. So is that worth all the money? Is that worth all the money went to build it? I guess that's what I'm saying. You got one no. line uh, and I mean, it's a sitcom like theme an, song. It's not even like an office tower or anything. It's like what's yeah? How do you how do you make money off this thing? Other is it just it's purely tourism? Like I thought it was a restaurant. It's a restaurant. I thought I could be wrong. Hmm. It better be a really good restaurant. Yeah, to go up there. No, you just got like a pack of the astronaut ice cream. What? Are you kidding me? You open it with a needle, <laughs> and, and if you work downtown, you would like perforate the whole thing and then like rip it open. Yeah, you wouldn't have time to go there for I lunch never get if you worked downtown when I was young. Oh, very tough. Well, hey, let's move on to the next one, and this let's is all move on about <laughs> Seattle. It rains way too much in Seattle, and I I have not truly understand. Why does it rain in Seattle and does it rain in Pittsburgh or Columbus? I what does Seattle have? Is it like kind of more toward a rainy climate? I mean, I, I never understood that. Do, I mean, do you I'm really want to get guy. into the like geographic like reasons why? Because it's it's cool air coming off of the off of the ocean and getting trapped because just after Seattle you have mountains, so the air gets trapped right there, and that's why it rains. A lot there, but like even people in London are like, "I could never live in Seattle; it's too rainy." Right. And well, I don't he- think I don't think London is as rainy as it used to be. I think it had the reputation at a certain point, but I don't like. I think that was a turn of the century thing with the smog and the industrial revolution stuff. I think that was related. Well, well, here's my question. And again, hmm. I I did poorly in meteorology science. with Joe here today. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I appreciate your input, Joe, because I I think it's right. science. What a- and I'm glad for that. But it brings up my question, and those of you who listen to the show every week are like, you want to move these cities? I mean, I literally wanted to shut down Buffalo mm-hmm. because it should be uninhabitable. I and think it's, I, that's still wise, though. Right, and I hate to bring yeah. that up with every city that we talk about. But why did Seattle? Why was Seattle built where Seattle was built? I mean, it was kind of built in this big rain-owned area, which doesn't make sense. That's like New Orleans. Like, let's build it in the bottom of a bowl. Yeah. Like what? You got to. You got to think ahead. Rough. It's also like hotter than Satan's armpit there. That's pretty hot. Why? (laughs) And it smells the same as Satan's armpit. 
I love New Orleans. That's actually where my wife and I went for our, our honeymoon. But we'll, we'll complain about New Orleans some other day. Yeah. Uh, Seattle. So, like, what bothers me about it is that it's, like, the rainiest part of the country, right? Mm-hmm. It rains the most amount of days. But it's not even purely, like, the amount of rainfall. It's that so much of those rainy days, it's that, like, spitting kind of crappy rain that's not even real rain. It's, like, just constantly there. It's not hard rain. Like I, we get in the South here, we get a lot of really hard rains that come through and it's like 45 minutes of like just torrential downpour. And then it's nice the rest of the day, but it's just like constant all day long, just that spitting crappy rain. And that's, that's the worst part of it. It's not even like that cleansing rain that dumps on you and then is gone. It's just there. All the time. How do you wear glasses if you live in Seattle and you, you just don't. got that yeah. perpetual you mist? You don't. Don't and do it. How sad would you have to be to live in Seattle? I mean, we're Very. based here in Ohio. <laughs> and, um, you know, I remember there was one um, week or two weeks in central Ohio where it rained every day for 14 days. Mm-hmm. And I was freaked out. I was thinking, man, is this the end of the world? Is this a biblical sign of the times? What's happened? Because it just rained every day. There was no sun. There was no nothing. Mm-hmm. And in Seattle, that's every year. I mean, you know, in Ohio, we're freaking out like, oh, my goodness, what what calamity has God brought on us? Where in Seattle, like, yeah, They're sunbathing. Yeah, they're sunbathing. Everything. They're like, this is, this is just normal. Yeah, I've from what I have heard... Again, this is not research. This is not science. But Seattle being the cloudiest and rainiest area of the country, the second cloudiest area of the country for completely different reasons, meteorologically, uh, the second cloudiest cloudiest area of the country is Northeast Ohio. Really? And that is actually (laughs) theoretically why uh, Goodyear... And like there were a lot of factories for building airplanes in World War II because they didn't want all of those factories and things to get bombed in case we ever were invaded by uh, the Nazis or whatever. Uh, and it was the cloudy, like the most cloud cover. So that's why all of the airline factories and whatever are in Washington. And there was a whole bunch of that activity in Northeast Ohio. Because they okay, were you're clouded. you're raising the IQ of the show too much. Stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm I sorry. Mean, this is... You open the door. <laughs> okay. You open Pantera's box or whatever. Well, Northeast Ohio, that's Cleveland Browns area. Obviously, a very depressed area. Yeah, uh, it does make sense. Definitely. And Seattle and Cleveland both suck. So you know. Yes, very much. So. But at least Seattle, we get the that Pacific Northwest. They get they got the big Sasquatch community. So. Ooh. They do have that going for them. You know, we don't normally talk about positives on this show. Sasquatch activity <laughs> is at an all-time high in the Pacific Northwest. And there let, you go. Take let, that. Me, let me throw a bonus one at you, too, from our, our great leader, Jeff Hartman, who um, offered a Starbucks as a thing that we should dislike. I agree with Jeff. Very overrated. Very expensive. Um, you know, my love language is buying gifts for my wife and she likes Starbucks and I buy her a $25 gift card and that covers like what a drink or maybe two drinks. It's way overpriced. And she, she's excited when I buy it for her, but she's like, man, 
what a rare treat uh, Starbucks for as much as it is. And I agree. What what a expensive, non exciting coffee is Starbucks. And you know, Starbucks is based out of Seattle. Uh, Starbucks sucks, right? I would think so. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who like it. Uh, and I think that most of the people who like it don't like coffee. This is a whole coffee rant um, because right. Starbucks burns their coffee. Uh, the roast of it is very heavy. And so almost all of Starbucks coffees are burnt and don't taste good on their own. And so everybody who most of the people who like Starbucks coffee aren't people who drink it black. You know, they want a lot of cream, a lot of whipped cream, a lot of sugar and caramel. And they want a candy bar in a cup. And that is to cover up the coffee taste, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Why are you buying coffee if your whole point is to cover up the coffee taste? So Starbucks coffee is actually some of the worst coffee that is out there. It's just burnt because to make it consistent flavor amongst all of their roasts, they raise the temperature a little bit too high in order to cook all of the beans. Well, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but, you know, Starbucks really fits in the Seattle motif because Seattle has some expensive players over the years. Look at the Mariners of the 90s. You know, you had Randy Johnson, expensive big-name pitcher, and Ken Griffey Jr. And what they win? Nothing. They didn't win anything with them. Uh, Seattle's got a big, expensive football stand, the 12th man that we're going to make fun of shortly. Well, they won nothing. So Starbucks, I think, has that same mentality where they're like, all right, we're going to make our, you know, coffee 500 bucks per cup. And because it's 500 bucks a cup, people are going to be like, oh, wow, it's expensive. So it must be great. We must want to buy yep. it, no matter how crappy it is. And mm -hmm. same thing with, you know, the Mariners, you know. Oh, we got Randy Johnson, so we'll pay big money no matter how few titles he's going to win for us. Or Ken Griffey Jr. or anything. It, it's like this very... You know, didn't Randy Johnson leave and win titles somewhere else? But he didn't win them in Seattle. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. And mm -hmm. unlike LeBron James here in Ohio, um, you know, Randy Johnson did not come back to Seattle to try to win titles of Seattle. You know, I he's like, I killed a bird. But he did kill a bird. Okay. Which is amazing. Another that's, reason that's why. Some, that's some great video, man. <laughs> I love how we're just jumping from sport to sport in comparison. Right. But, but because there's so many things we can dislike Seattle about. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's prolific. It goes from sport to sport, business to business, and everything else. So, well, hey, as we ponder that, you might be sitting here going, oh, my gosh, they're just talking about Seattle. This is a football show. What do they dislike about the Seahawks? We've got a couple things on our list. But before we do that, we need to go to an ad break here on the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour here on Pittsburgh Steeler um, Steelers Radio, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We'll be back shortly.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, Stewart fans. Welcome back to the Pittsburgh Stewart Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. Got Paul Yancheck, Joe Frost with me. And we're ripping the city of Seattle. Lots of things to dislike. We spent 15 minutes going off on things around Seattle. From the fact it rains all the time to Starbucks and... Just all kinds of stuff we could rip on Seattle about. But, you know, we got to start talking about that football team that's going to be playing the Steelers on Sunday night, the Seattle Seahawks. And there's a lot of things we dislike about the Seahawks. And let's um, go to the first one. Um, You know, here in Pittsburgh, Steelers fans, we don't like the New England Patriots for good reason. You know, Tom Brady won a bunch of Super Bowls and everything. And one of the Super Bowls... What? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. But one of down. the Brady, that's with a Yes. I know. E? Is there an E in that? I, I tried to I tried to forget about Brady, but he's still out there. But one of the titles that Brady won with the Patriots, it was a gift. Patriots are playing the Seahawks. Seahawks are driving for a late uh touchdown. Uh you know, Seattle had Beastquake, which is a really overrated nickname. Uh, and Marshawn Lynch, they're at the two-yard line. It's like when the Steelers had Jerome Bettis. When you're at the two-yard line, you don't goof around. You give it to your big guy, he storms the end zone. But the Seahawks wanted to play cute. They tried to throw a pass. It was picked off. Patriots won the Super Bowl. Guys, I don't like the Seahawks because they said, here you go, Tom Brady, here's another Super Bowl. When if Marshawn Lynch you know, ran it in, it'd be one last Super Bowl for Tom Brady. You guys agree? Yeah, I mean, oh. that, that that was a no-brainer at that point. I, I intentionally withheld my thoughts about Starbucks so it didn't turn ugly. But right. uh, this is, yeah, it, I think the entire world was like, wait, what are they doing? What, what, that's, you're being ridiculous. What? <laughs> How do you not give it to Lynch? Don't give it. They showed you that by not giving it to Lynch. And then you yeah. lose the Super Bowl. That's if that was your plan all along. I I question the rest of your season. What what yeah. were you thinking? And come on, don't gift wrap Brady and Bill checks. It was almost like Pete Carroll took the Lombardi Trophy, as we talked about in previous podcasts. It should have been the Chuck Noll Trophy, but we'll leave that go for sure. now. You know, Carroll wrapped it no, up and but... said, "Here you go, Bill Belichick. Here you go, Tom Brady." And man. If there's two people that Seward fans wouldn't want to get that Super Bowl trophy, obviously, you know, it's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. So, oh, rough times. Thanks a lot, Seattle. Yeah. 
Here's the other thing, too. And let, let's go back to non-football for a second before we get back to football. Uh, yeah, Seattle's known for its grunge music. Uh, you think of bands like Alice in Chains, uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. And, you know, because of that, everyone's like, man, Seattle's the big grunge capital of the world. But there's an article that talks about, hey, it's not the grunge capital of the world. And I'll be honest. When you think of, you know, Seattle, you think of Fraser. You think of yuppie coffee drinkers who love spending a hundred bucks a, a cup for coffee. I don't think of that many grunge fans. So I know I think Seattle's overrated as a grunge music capital. Joe, you agree? I mean, even if they were, is this this is something that we're still holding on to? That's like 1989. Yeah. What What's the contribution to the world of popular music that you've made? Since 1989, right? The answer is none, right? They can't still be holding on to grunge, grunge capital of the world. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. They're like here, several, of the, several of those people are not from the Seattle area. They, they, they met there. That you know, there's is there's really something in the atmosphere that brought us grunge music other than you have to wear flannels there. Is that that's the contribution? Oh. No, I, I totally agree. It's it's annoying when people hold on to the past because here in Ohio, where we're based out of, you know, you have a conversation with Browns fans about, you know, hey, the Steelers won six Super Bowls and look at the Steelers. What a team of greatness. And, I mean, I've had conversations with Browns fans where they said, well, remember back in the 50s, the Browns won six straight AAFC titles. And I'm like, that's not the NFL and back then, those leagues had eight to ten teams. It's not like now where there's 30 teams you have to overcome. So, you know, Browns fans here in Ohio hold on to the 50s. And Seattle people are holding on to music from the 80s. Come on, you know. See, I never questioned the grunge capital of the world thing because I figure if you live someplace where it's always gray and rainy, you're going to be edgy and grumpy. And, I mean, that's so, yeah, you're going to get grunge music. but Okay. If that's if that's all they can hold on to, then I, I would hate to strip that away from them. And you know, well, and you're right; they can't hold on to championships. You know, what else can they hold on to? I mean, you know, they got a great I mean, soccer team, though. <laughs> but you know, some people here in Ohio will say, "Hey, you know, uh, they, they got good when Drew Carey, you know, from Ohio, <laughs> took him over." So I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you, you lose me a little bit with soccer. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> I don't know. Come on. Hey, let's talk a little bit about jerseys. Now, you know, hey, Steelers, they're consistent with their jerseys. They're, they're good with their jerseys. If they change anything about their jerseys, they may have the block numbers from the 70s. I mean, you know, they're not, you know, the Northwest of America, like the Oregon Ducks have different jerseys every game because they're the Oregon Ducks and they're they're fun <laughs> and they're fashion conscious. I'm, I'm definitely giving the quote marks by anything like that. And it seems like Seattle, even though they're in a different state, they're like, oh, let's embrace this. Recently, Seattle was on Thursday Night Football. They had turquoise jerseys. What the heck? I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, we, didn't they have the turquoise pants that night to go with it? It was oh, like yeah. all 
fluorescent green. Like, just calm down with the. <laughs> and, and Steelers, we have black. Uh, fans will be wearing the the th- our jerseys to the games. Black, white. Uh, yeah, you had the um, you know, the checker jersey from the past. But at least it was the same color. There's the the bumblebee jersey. Yeah, the bumblebee. Yes, but at least it's the same colors. It's not I like, like it's I like those though. Hot pink or anything. I mean, it's still that black and yellow, and you know, you know, some white numerals and or black numerals based on what the color scheme is. You know, here in Pittsburgh, consistency rules the game. I, I mean, uh, it's laughable when. You see Geno Smith running around in a turquoise uniform. I mean, come on. What's going on there? It'll I make think a five-year-old hit, designs really. their uniforms. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, those snobby yeah, kids like, with like know, 120 the... bucks of Crayolas or something. Well, you wouldn't need all of those colors. You really only need like four or five, and it's the turquoise is like the, the main one. There's like two different yeah, but turquoises. What, I always got like the cheap. The, the smallest box when I was a kid, and so I had like sure. the basic the colors. Cool. But when you had like that, the mega box of crayons, that's when you got all those exciting colors. Yeah, but they don't use all of them. There's like, oh no, yeah. Why would you use all of them when you could just use all turquoise? I give you this, and we speak about this with other people in society. I think Seattle as a would town you? is very distracted. Okay, let's be honest. Seattle's got some good things going for it. The Seahawks are good. Seahawks are going to have to be on their game, you know, to win Sunday night. But, you know, Seattle, there's talent there. But you would think with all the talent that Seattle's have with the Seahawks, the Mariners, um, they should be winning more titles. They don't win titles because they get distracted. They're like, ooh, turquoise uniform. Let's put that on. Wouldn't that look fun? Well, we, we might get some Twitter mentions of that. So they're all distracted with their uniforms and everything without really putting together consistent good teams. And that's why, you know, there's no Super Bowl trophies. or, uh, Well, not many Super Bowl trophies to speak of, you know? Well, I, I think we're all – I think their strategy is becoming how – obnoxiously bright can we make the jerseys so that it blinds the other team that they've resorted to that tactic which yeah. would be consistent with what they're doing with this, the way they've built the stadium so that they have the 12th man and the the extra volume and resonance that the stadium is their 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 whole goal seems to be to distract the other team that you don't have to work so hard on the field itself and you know, I, I'll give you this: They did beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl one year. They won by yeah, a. They're line. the Broncos, and we discussed last week at length right. how the Broncos suck. So, and you look at this too: You were playing the Broncos with a diminished Peyton Manning, so it would be kind of like your whoever your favorite football team is playing Johnny United today. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're like, hey, we won the title, but you know they. Play the old... be Johnny United. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. I mean, he's 137 know. years old, but right. Right. we schooled him. <laughs> we schooled that guy. So, bravo, we Seahawks. him 73 times. You finally won the Super Bowl by being an aging Peyton Manning. That's great. You won one. Sewers won six. 
Especially, you know, I, I I bet if Peyton Manning played now, he, I bet we could take him. And by we, I mean us three, like oh, a three, three on okay. one type right. game. I think we could take him. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree. So, I mean, you know, see, this I'm, is an official challenge, by the way. Yeah, yeah, official you, challenge. You're out there, and I know you are listening to our Man- audio podcast on Man- behindthecurtain.com. Man- yeah, Manning Boys, we're coming after you. We'll take Eli. No, 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 not the whole family. <laughs> oh, yeah, Just we're taking Peyton. Eli. Yeah, Arch, I don't want him to have anybody Archie. to be able to throw to because he'll crush me. Like, right. but they're I, all just yeah, quarterbacks. No, 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 he just has to run it himself. They all throw. They all throw okay, but who are they going to throw it to? You know, they're all quarterbacks. No one, if they can throw it, it's, it's right. over. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very interesting to see uh, what's happening here. So again, Sal, you won your Super Bowl. Big asterisk needs to be by because you'd be aging uh, Peyton Manning, and also on top of that, hey, what's the um, you know when Pittsburgh and Seattle plays in Super Bowls. Who has the advantage? Yeah, you know, back a few years to Detroit, you know, Seahawks won Super Bowl five. Very disappointing because you still hear from Seahawks fans going, "We got robbed, we got robbed." No, you're lucky to be there. I mean, your starting quarterback was Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> I mean, Matt Hasselbeck should not bring you Super Bowl titles. So, no. come on. Well, lots hey, of he those four weeks back in the eighties, they had Brian Bosworth. Yes. <laughs> And they had Kurt Warner, <laughs> not the Rams quarterback <laughs> that won. Uh, it was <laughs> Kurt Warner, the Seahawks running back. And, um, yeah, all, all kinds of luminaries used to play for Seattle. Um, and according so, to your rules, he should not be allowed to be named that. because Yeah. Kurt, Kurt <laughs> very, very frustrating. Very frustrating at the time. All right. So, yeah, that's our reasons why we dislike Seattle, the Seahawks. Everything to do with Seattle. Space Neal, everything. Uh, let's end this on a somewhat serious note. I mean, we're tongue-in-cheek. Don't come after us, Seattle. Don't, don't at me on Twitter. Come on. Um, and in case you're wondering, CPU Steelers is where you can reach me on Twitter. So don't at me, Seattle. Come on. But let's talk about... Not to at you, but then you gave them your Twitter. Everybody else who agrees with me should at me, right. but not anybody related to Seattle. I'll make you a deal. If you at me, follow me, and I'll accept your there act. You That'll be great. Um, but let's talk about why we think the Steelers will win Sunday night. Uh, interesting matchup. You know, I said last week with Denver, if the Steelers can be efficient on offense, I mean, they're not going to be a stellar offense this year, but if they can be efficient and the defense plays well, they're going to win. And I think for the most part, they were pretty efficient on offense. For the most part, the defense played pretty well. They could win. Uh, Seattle, a uh, scary team coming in, but no Russell Wilson. They've got Geno Smith. Now, Geno looked pretty good against the Rams. So, I mean, this isn't a very shaky Geno Smith, but it's definitely not Russell Wilson. And I think, hey, Pittsburgh, take care of business. Have an efficient offense. Seattle does not have a great defense right now. So I don't think the Pittsburgh's going to put up 50 points, but they can score, and they can be efficient doing it. And come on, Pittsburgh defense, don't fall asleep. Take Seattle seriously. Take Geno seriously. If those things happen, follow the same playbook as you did against Denver. I think it's a winnable game. And look, guys, uh, the Browns, 
are at home this week, but they play the only undefeated team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they could be tied with the Browns after this week. I'm just telling you that, which is something that didn't seem possible a week ago. Um, Paul, why, why do you think the Steelers can win on Sunday night? Well, I agree with you. We need to be very careful and humble because, I mean, we could just look at last season and the no-name quarterbacks that beat us. Um, but I think one of the big keys with Juju out for the season, I think that opens a door for Fryermuth to kind of fill that short yardage uh, target that Juju had served. And I think that's going to serve us well if we do that. Uh, so, yeah, I think our, our defense will do a great job keeping Geno Smith, whatever threat he poses. Uh, I think they'll keep that in check. And if we do utilize Fryermuth, if Ben can keep his pass count down like he did uh, this past weekend, uh, and if Najee can uh, continue in the course he's on, uh, I, f- I feel pretty good about uh, this game. And let me interject something. When Paul says us, he's not talking about the Steelers. He's talking about us Steelers fans. I, I saw a discussion on the Behind the Steel Curtain Slack channel talking about all the inferior quarterbacks that have upset the Steelers over the years. And I'll take you back to one game, Bruce Gritkowski, who was the Steelers' backup for a while. There was a game where he upset the Steelers with the Raiders, and he threw for over 300 yards. He didn't beat the Steelers. He beat me. I'm still bitter about that game. So Paul is <laughs> right. They beat us. Don't let Geno Smith beat us, Steelers fans, because Geno Smith beats the Steelers fans. I take that as a personal offense. Uh, I remember there was a time when Mike, the infamous Mike Lennon, brought an inferior Buccaneers team and beat the Steelers, and he just didn't beat the Steelers. He beat us because I, I still can't look at Mike Lennon without a dislike in my heart after he beat the Steelers. So you have to look at him a lot every day. <laughs> every day, he's yeah. living in my basement now. Yes, that's what, what was that. Uh, Mike Lennon, that Dallas game was it Randy Townley playing quarterback for the Cowboys and made him look like a superstar? (laughs) Very tough, very tough. Oh, wow, (laughs) I'm gonna hear about that one. So, uh, very good. So, Joe, why the Steelers gonna beat the Seahawks on Sunday night? Oh, Najee's gonna get over 100 yards again. Uh, that's we're gonna that trend's gonna go. I think they've started to see how that formula is gonna work, committing to that run opens up a lot of things and makes makes everything else smoother. Uh, I think the defense handles Geno Smith. Uh, I think it's Geno's in for a rough afternoon. Um, yeah, and I, I'm so sad that, that Juju is out for the season. I think we're going to miss him. I think, uh, I, I, you know, all best wishes and, and speedy recovery to him. But as – has happened for several teams that have multiple really strong receivers. It actually kind of complicates things when you have so many really talented receivers and it's hard to really pinpoint where you want the ball to go. Cause everybody's good. When it starts to clear out the picture a little bit, then, then uh, it makes it a little bit easier to commit to making the passes to Claypool when you don't have uh, Smith Schuster there as well. That's a weird – it's a weird thing that happens with a lot of teams. You're like, oh, my gosh, they've got all these great receiving weapons, and 
uh, then one of the top receivers goes down. This is what happens with the Browns when uh, OBJ went down. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do without him? It cleared out the space, and they were able to complete more passes to other people when you aren't concerned about getting uh, that top receiver his touches. Um, and you're able to concentrate on the, the game and not trying to hit some arbitrary uh, touch count. You know, so I, I think it can actually work in the Steelers' favor to clear out some of that, um, some of that discussion, and uh, and be able to commit to the the field in front of them. Like you said, I like them getting Fryermuth more involved in the passing game. Every time he gets the ball, we're looking at a first down or a touchdown. So uh, I'll keep preaching that until they actually finally make him a stronger part of the passing game. But I definitely think defense is going to do its work. And Najee is going to be um, active. It really is an interesting discussion because b- before we joined the Behind the Steel Curtain family, uh, we had a general Steelers podcast and we were uh, discussing the re signing of Juju Smith Schuster. And, you know, we questioned that. Not that we dislike Juju as a person or as a player, but it was more of a thought of what could the money go elsewhere? Because obviously, even though they got Juju at a hometown rate, it so costs money. And, you know, Joe and Paul, we're going to see the effect of no ju- Juju. I mean, he's still with the team, but you know, he's out for the year. So, as uh, Joe, you said, it'd be interesting to see what happens with uh, James Washington as your third receiver. And mm-hmm. look. And they've added to the – they've added to the – practice squad as well so i think there's there's a lot of guys that are that can step up and uh and fill those gaps yeah not as deep as it were last week but you know i think ben uh said this during a press conference week hey guys gotta step up and stay healthy so and that's my prayer for all you guys stay healthy out there steelers nation and stay healthy um joe and paul that'd be great so i'll do what i can yeah <laughs> We're all day to day. I heard a famous ESPN announcer say that once. Well, thanks for checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So much to check out in the network. Uh, there's podcasts, live podcasts, audio podcasts you can check out, articles every day, and not just, I mean, very in depth articles about film rooms and everything else. Uh, check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one stop shop for everything uh, Pittsburgh Steelers related. Um, and uh, check me out this week. Um, Sunday, I'll be guesting on. You can hear that on BehindTheSilkRent.com. I'll be on uh, Pittsburgh Sports Live to help discuss after the game, the Steelers-Seahawks game. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, we plan to share that on BehindTheSilkRent.com as well. All right. Well, for Joe and Paul, this is Chris Pugh, as always. Thanks for checking us out here. The Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. Share us with your friends. Share us with your non-friends. We always like to share us. And thanks for your support. Have a great night, everybody. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.